0: This is the Bartender Journey Podcast.
1: It's the Bartender Journey Podcast number 248. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening. This is the podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. Well, today on the show, we talk to Michael Del Rosso. He's the owner and creative director of Union Square Advertising. They do advertising, marketing, printing, and social media strictly for the hospitality industry. He's a great guy, very knowledgeable about all this stuff, and he's got some great insights for us about social media for bars and restaurants. You'll definitely want to hear what he has to say. But first, let's get right into the cocktail of the week. We have two original cocktails for this time which was so generously given to us by fellow United States Bartender Guild New York City chapter members. We're uh, so happy to, to have input of, from uh, friends at the chapter. Hazel, who works with me on the show, she put out a post on our USBG New York Facebook page asking if anyone in our chapter would be willing to share a cocktail along the lines of social media or, or anything to do with the show Black Mirror, which is sort of uh, about social media gone haywire in the not-too-distant future. Great show, by the way. I just started watching it this week. It's a Netflix show if you're not familiar. So we did get one Black Mirror cocktail from our friend Benjamin Zorn. He's at Monk McGinn's in Manhattan, which I'm dying to get to. It's a brand new place. It's staffed by a bunch of our friends, including Trish Rosini, who's the beverage director, Jason Rodriguez, bar manager and bartender, and uh, bartender's Mimi Burnham, Philip Childers, Benjamin Zorn, as I mentioned, and Chilean Finney. Oh, and Megan Frazier, our good friend Megan Frazier, from, uh, she was at American Whiskey, I think, Still is, maybe. Uh, I haven't get a, had a chance to get down there to Monk McGinn's yet. It's uh, way downtown, Manhattan. It's so nice to see that area. Uh, it's the financial district of Manhattan, way downtown. And years ago, by like 7 o'clock, there was no place to get a drink. It was so weird. Everybody would just go home or go further uptown. But uh, I'm dying to get there, and I'm definitely going to get there as soon as possible. Anyway, on to Benjamin's cocktail. He says, This is inspired by my favorite Black Mirror episode, San Junipero, a queered and classy riff on the sex on the beach. So he uses two ounces of junipero gin, one and a half ounces of freshly squeezed orange juice, half an ounce of freshly squeezed lemon juice, half an ounce of simple syrup, half an ounce of creme de peche. So uh, we're going to take all that, shake that, to shake that, and strain it into a uh, Collins glass. He says a 13-ounce Collins glass filled with ice and a half an ounce of Campari floated on top. Garnish with an orange and a cherry. Delicious cocktail, Benjamin. Thank you so much for sharing it. I love that you made a great quality drink based on the silly old Sex on the Beach cocktail. (laughs) Nicole Salicidi, also from our New York City USBG chapter, sent a great one as well. She's a bartender at the Great Seamstress Bar on the Upper East Side. The name of this cocktail is Got Likes, (laughs) which is a play on the Got Milk slogan. So this one we're going to do one and a half ounces of bourbon, 0.25 ounces, a quarter ounce of vanilla syrup, a bar spoon of ginger syrup and a quarter ounce of Cafe Amaro, which uh, I don't have, so I used used to, uh, I split it I used um, Montenegro, uh, Amaro Montenegro, and um, Kahlua, which is what I had on hand here to make it. So uh, I used, uh, as I said, an eighth of an ounce of, uh, of Kahlua, eighth and an ounce of uh, Montenegro. And uh, so the next thing is quarter ounce of honey syrup and two ounces of heavy cream. Shake that hard and strain over a large rock in a a rocks glass and garnish with orange oil express the oil express from an orange peel and uh, discard that but garnish with three coffee beans. So she says uh, I intend to make a clarified version of this as well. So the got likes is an even better play on the question of got milk. (laughs) That's fun. Do you know about that? Clarified cocktails, uh, clarified milk. According to an article on imbibemagazine.com, quote, Clarified milk punch is an old English preparation that dates back nearly three centuries. You never guess at first glance that milk is the main ingredient of the punch, but thanks to a little liquid alchemy based on acid's curdling effects when mixed with dairy, this milk-rich punch can be clear as day, end quote. I must admit, I've never tried this for myself yet, but uh, the process is to prepare your punch or batch your cocktail with uh, without the milk. You bring the milk to a boil and add it to the prepared punch and the citrus and I expect the alcohol as well cause the milk to curdle. Uh, some people put uh, lemon juice right into the hot milk before adding it to the rest of the ingredients, but uh, there's a couple different ways to do it. And we'll have some links up on the show notes with uh, at bartenderjourney.net to a, t- a couple of different uh, methods. So after adding the uh, milk the the milk will curdle and you strain it through a cheesecloth to remove those curds then you chill the liquid any remaining curd should sink to the bottom leaving you with a clear milk punch or or cocktail uh, you've got to give that a try for the book of the week, staying with the social media theme, uh, we pick social media, marketing strategies for rapid growth using Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and YouTube. This book teaches you the strategies of using social media to improve your in- the income of your business with clear concepts. It, co- it covers the major social networks and can help you if you're trying to do social media for your business. By yourself, which leads us to our guest. If you want to get a professional on board to help you out with all this stuff, you can look for somebody like Michael Del Rosso and his company Union Square Advertising. They can help you get all your social media, website, menus, and all all that stuff in order. Uh, he's going to share some great info with us, including how important it is to have a consistent look across all of these platforms. Which is something I'm actually guilty of for a bartender journey. It's it's on the list to make things more consistent across all media. Anyway, let's talk to Michael. Hi, Michael, thanks so much for doing this. Well, let's start out with uh, just telling us what is it that you do exactly for your clients?
0: Uh, Basically, we do full marketing, uh, soup to nuts with the restaurants. So basically, a restaurant will call me up. and Most of the restaurants I deal with, they're doing pretty well, so they don't got time to roll out with social media every day or doing their brand reputation management or updating their website and stuff like that. So they call me on over. And I go and I evaluate everything for them to see, like, how is their social being pushed? Are they posting every day? Um, I look at their branding materials. Are they all utilizing the same color schemes and fonts and stuff like that? And so then I roll into there and I get them on track. And um, I help them with, like, basically, you know, then so most of the stores I've dealt with, a lot of their branding is all over the place. they got 30 different fonts on their menus and there's no real, you know, real character to what that restaurant is. You know, because a lot of restaurants and bars, they, there's got to be, you got to recognize things when you see it. So therefore, when, you know, Clients sometimes they come, they all use papyrus or comic sans and stuff like that. It's just not the way to go.
1: And I think that's important that it's consistent across the board, from uh, from your website to the, to the menu to your social media. It's all got the be website.
0: Consistent. The one thing I always tell about the websites with restaurants, um, you know, I've been doing web since '99, and the thing with like right now, people want to do the do it self websites and stuff like that. But guess what? Like me, I'm not a chef. I am not making those steaks or anything. So you you know, you should hire a professional person to do it. And when they build the websites, you know, for anybody out there, your website should actually – your customers should feel like they're in the restaurant before they even get to your restaurant. So I send my photographers in, and we like, we, we'll take pictures of, like, the walls, the wood, the textures, and we put that into the website and, and all the marketing materials. So when the customer comes into the store, they already have, like, a relationship with your store already. They already see – they've seen these, you know, these tech. And there's a feeling of like, Oh, this is recognizable. I, I get it, you know, it's familiar. You know what I'm saying? That's the word familiar. I'm looking for.
1: Yeah. I like that. I like that. And it, yeah, it's, it, it's such a funny time right now. Cause you know, you can, you can do almost anything yourself, but it's, it's half Like, all the time, it's like A lot of
0: times people go, Oh, the, the hostess is doing the social media. Yeah, The, the hostess is doing the social media the answer. She's done texting her friends. then maybe she'll do something like that. Um, like with me, it's like, and this is why it's important to just have a company or somebody dedicated to doing your social and updating stuff, because it's, it's gotta be their job. It can't be a favor because a favor is never going to get done, you know? And like, another thing is with a lot of the stores also is, you know, you got to build up your calendars for your restaurants and bars. Like I'm already, I'm already into like July thinking about what my July events, I already did all my mother's day's events and fall's day's events, Cinco de Mayo, um, my Easter's already done. You know, and, and I, we. I've managed about eleven restaurants right now, and they're just they're already done, you know so wow.
1: so that these are all yeah, these well, are all clients, clients you yeah, you're saying, yeah, right?
0: we're already done with Easter, we're done with you know the Mother's Day promos like i i get I, I get the menus ready, you know, we get all the art ready, all the print in house and stuff like that, so um you know you gotta hit them everywhere you gotta hit them with print, you gotta hit him you know you gotta hit him with social you gotta hit him with the web, and you gotta hit him with the word of mouth you know
1: yeah and it's a lot and it's a lot of work you know it, and like you say it's got to be consistent uh not only in in the look of it but also in yeah. in timing like you say you got to post, post every day and when you're um when you're trying to do a million other things that's like yeah, the yeah. last thing on your mind right especially when you get busy at a restaurant you're like uh yeah. you know i don't need to post today yeah don't it's have really. time for that so time. <laughs> you're like a lot of
0: clients they'll send me pictures throughout the day at times and i'll do posts like that um another thing i saw like a lot of restaurants they don't take advantage of is like. You know they a lot of stores they when you go to the when in the bathrooms there should be posters in there of what your daily events and the bands that are coming up and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I had one store that he had he was in business for a year. he called me up and he did music every weekend i was like I was like well i nothing in this restaurants tell me that there's music here but so as soon as we put those posters in the in the bathrooms for the bands, he says that, you know he said he, every every day he'd somebody somebody come up there and say, like, oh, I didn't know he had music here so It's important, (laughs) you know, getting your posters out there. Just don't place the poster on the wall. Get a nice frame. Put it in the frame. You know what I'm saying? Um, Get a TV and rotate it to, like, you know, a portrait and throw USB in there with, like some flyers and stuff in there too. So then, you know, you have a digital billboard almost inside the restaurant.
1: Right, right. Well, yeah, you're starting to see that now, digital billboards in in restaurants and bars. And then uh, you can even put a a customized scroll at the bottom of the TV screens under the sports and all that. So there's a lot of possibilities There's some things things you can
0: buy, and the easiest stuff is you can just plug a USB into these things.
1: Uh Uh-huh. I see – it looks like you do a lot of um, video work as well. So you're making videos for all these places, Yeah,
0: so I got a film guy in-house. And, you know, video is more engaging than anything else than, you know, on Facebook and socials and stuff like Instagram and stuff like that. So I send my guy out, and we'll, we'll shoot, like, for two hours. And uh, then we'll cut it up into a 30-second piece. And then I cut it up into, like, between 7 to 15-second pieces of just somebody pouring a beer or eating some ribs or, you know, just a waitress walking around and stuff like, you know, serving the table. And we use those for social media posts. So, like, we're pouring a beer out. It's like, you know, Friday Happy Hour, come on down, rather than just finding a stock picture of a beer. So it's more organic. I'm into having everything be organic. So everything has to become out of the restaurant and it's got to be, you know, I, I don't stop pictures or anything like that. Everything's got to become out of the restaurant, you know, and it's, it's got to be done right too. You know, um, I got a food photographer that I work with, uh, you know, don't hire your cousin, Joe, who just bought a camera from Costco.
1: <laughs> or is or going to take pictures with his phone.
0: <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you, you pay for what you get and, and your customers will see it.
1: It's, it's so true with, with photos. I mean, you can see it, you can tell a professional photograph you can just tell it's it's, it's yeah, it is it's an art it's so absolutely. hard
0: to find somebody could do it you know at a fair price too because some people are really expensive but uh, food photography is important uh i recommend restaurants and bars and stuff they should be doing like a photo shoot like every three months and usually that works in line with the seasons if you're changing your menu seasonally so you know so if your menu's changing boom you, we need to show the customers some new you know your new products and everything you know spring's coming up we got to do spring cocktail menu what are these drinks we're doing um, you, know, you shoot vi- shoot some video of you of your bartenders making the drinks and you know push it out there you know stuff like that you
1: know you realize, oops, yeah there's, and same thing with photographs like the action photographs are mo- more interesting than just a picture of the drink it by itself yeah definitely and how you, fr- how you frame it what's in the background of the picture there's So much to think there's about. a
0: lot to, that goes into it you know so, you know, that's some basic stuff right there.
1: What about these, you know, the Facebook algor- algorithms that like, seem to be changing constantly and, it, you know, it's hard unless you're paying uh, to boost the posts, you know, and like hardly anybody sees it. Like, what, so how, how do you handle that?
0: Realistically, Facebook is a paid platform. So you have to pay. So don't no getting in a way around that. I mean, they want you to pay money. The only way to get away with that is to have more engagement onto your onto your posts. So they're going to be, you know, they're trying to make it more user, you know, know, friends and family friendly now. So therefore, they're going to push some of the content for businesses down. The way to get around that, what I've seen, is you need to get all the staff involved with liking and sharing the pictures. So then it'll see Facebook's algorithms will probably see that the, like, oh, this is this post is being liked, people are sharing it. So therefore, it's got it's quality. It's a quality post than just saying, hey, it's trivia night again. So the more people that interact with your staff pushing it out there, the you're, you're better your you know, the reach will be. I mean if you have realistically, if you have ten thousand followers, you know, ten thousand people like your page on Facebook, real uh, probably less than a thousand or maybe less than five hundred are actually gonna see your post. Oh, I
1: know. Well, I, I, my, mine for the podcast has about 5,000 and then you get those stats and it's like, you know, 23 people saw your stuff last week. You're like, yeah.
0: what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's insane. Cause you think about, it's like, oh, I have all these followers and everything like that. So that's why you gotta, you know, and you gotta engage, you gotta engage with all your customers. Nothing we do is brand reputation management. So, um, basically you got to go like your followers' comments and stuff like that. Or if somebody likes it, you say, hey, thanks for liking it and stuff like that. Uh, You have to go – you have to engage in them. You can't just do the post also. So like, what we do over here on Mondays and Thursdays is our review and follow-back day. So we do all our Yelp reviews, all our Google and Facebook reviews and Open Table and stuff like that. So we go and we find the bad reviews, and then we send – then we write rebuttals. And the rebuttals go to the client, you know, the restaurant owners, the bar owners, and they approve of it. And then we push it out there. Um, After that, if somebody writes back to us, we just leave it alone because then it becomes like, you know, a a pissing contest, (laughs) you know. And then for the good reviews, you don't leave them alone. You you need to comment on them, but don't comment on every one of them because then it looks spammy. So I actually had uh, one of the guys, one of the representatives from Yelp at my office one day. And I wanted to make sure I was doing everything right on Yelp. So, um, but he said the only thing is like, don't comment on every single comment. That's good, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, same thing with Facebook. You got to do that, uh, you know.
1: So, so going back to going back to Yelp, um, what is, you know, just that one bad comment can ruin a place, you know. So, so how, how how do you handle it?
0: All right. So this is what people don't understand about Yelp. They'll be like, Yo, be like, oh, I got. They they think people are like restaurant owners are convinced that it's rigged. I talked to the guy. I'm convinced it's not rigged. It's just algorithms. So basically, it works like this. If I write a review of your restaurant and I tell you, your restaurant's, you know, I hated it. But I keep writing, and I have a bunch, and I'm very active on Yelp, my review is going to go to the top. Mm. So if the users are more active on Yelp, their reviews are going to, you're going to see them first because that's how the algorithms work. Mm. So whether it be good or bad, it depends on if that, if that user's always in there reviewing and, and reviewing and stuff like that. You know, um, you can flag some stuff. The one thing I tell restaurant owners is you should not, they shouldn't ever really be commenting back because that's their heart and their soul. And, you know, people just rip into it and it's going to get too personal and people can see when they're ready. So they should just have somebody else write the rebuttal, um, back, you know, and Yelp could be a good place too. If, uh, I know, you know, you, you could actually promote events on Yelp and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you can. And you can do like deals on Yelp. You can do like, you know, you can do a deal for a day. So if somebody goes to your Yelp page, you need know, to like, you know, a dollar off your, your your, your, burger or whatever it is. I think a lot of restaurant people have to stop thinking that it's the enemy and embrace it as a friend. You know, you got to keep your enemies close. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta do That is that. You know, with you know, with with Yelp.
1: I was reading too that it's really important. Uh, you know, so many people refer to Yelp when when checking out a new place. It's it's important just that the basic info, the hours of operation, and that kind of stuff is is accurate.
0: Yeah, all that stuff's got to be accurate across uh, your Google platform, Yelp, online, every, you know, websites, Facebook, everything. It's got to be consistent everywhere.
1: Where does you Google know? pick that stuff up? The uh, hours of operation and all that. So it?
0: uh, it's a, it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I had a client the other day, somebody recommended to change your hours, and then Google ended up changing their hours, and there's no way to stop it. Ugh. So Google uses their bots to search websites to find your hours and stuff like that, and, and, and they'll just implement stuff into there. And if you see it's wrong, you've got to change it. I got a uh, barbecue well,
1: How do you do that?
0: You, you, well, you have to set up uh, your business account in Google. It's like a okay. Google Plus page, business manager page to run your Google page. So there's a whole, like, you, you know, um, so if you go to buy a new restaurant, you get a new restaurant tomorrow, you go and claim the address and set up the business page for your account, for your restaurant. Okay. So, and you set up with Google Plus and stuff like that, and, you know, and then you can do the post and stuff in there. Uh, but people do review in there and Google a lot, so you got to keep up on that also. But uh, Google will, like, change your description of your restaurant, too. And you can't even change anything about that unless you call them up and stuff like that. Like I said, I got a barbecue restaurant. It's called The Best Barbecue Haunt. It says haunt restaurant. (laughs) And they're picking up the word haunt from somewhere and putting it into there. And there's nothing I can do about it. It's just some things you just can't do anything about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then, but, you know, now you're a restaurant owner and you're like, and you don't know that, you, you know, you're like, oh, this is wrong. There's got to be a way to fix it. Now, you know, an hour and a half later, you know, you're still trying to fix it. So, uh, that's another great reason to use a professional like yourself to, to you know, to just say, well, that's how it is. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, so right, you move on. Can't do
0: anything about it at times,
1: you know? So move just like, on to the next thing.
0: Move on, you know? Like nothing thing is, don't, you know, utilize everything. You Utilize your Instagram stories um if you got a younger crowd in your place get a snapchat filter you know they can get one for like five hundred dollars for the year with your logo on it and the engagement and that stuff is amazing we had a use the other day we, only a thousand people saw it right but 50 people used it and out of that 50 people 2,000 people saw the actual filter on those people's pictures wow so you can get great engagement with a snapchat You know, I'm getting older now, you know, like I'm almost 40 over here and I'm like, Snapchat, I got to learn another thing now?
1: (laughs) Yes, I don't have a clue how to use it. (laughs) Not a clue. Ever do anything like, uh, you know, free drink if you post with our tag and that kind of stuff?
0: So you can do like uh, gift cards and stuff like that. Um, I haven't done too much of that. I'm kind of anti-giving out free drinks at times. And some of the clients don't want to do that. But yeah, you could just randomly say, hey, tag two people. And then when you bring your phone in, show the post, and then you can do something like that also. Um, you know, I'm actually working with some influencers right now that just did a contest. Um, I don't know. Are you familiar with influencers on Instagram?
1: Yeah, I know a little bit about it.
0: All right. So get this. So you probably seen if you look in your local Instagram stuff and the people around you, there are people out there just taking pictures of food and eating at restaurants. So you, you could book these people. You reach out to them. And be like, hey, I see you got 10,000 followers, and you probably just got... 600 likes on the last burger picture you just ate that you said you loved that Del Frisco's burgers or whatever it is. Can I get you to come to my restaurant? So what I do now, so that's what I do. I reach out to these people. Some people cost more than the others. One guy could be $500. Most people are between $50 to $150. You pay them that rate. They come. You They get a free meal and a free round of drinks. And basically what they do, then they'll post a picture onto their Instagram they won't say anything bad. And they'll be like, "Yeah, oh, I was just at the uh, I was just at barbecue last night. Their ribs were amazing. Check it out. And then through there, all of a sudden you'll see all the people liking and sharing. sharing and it goes bananas after that. And it might sound crazy to give somebody a free meal and pay them. Is it crazier to do – now my viewpoint is like you do a print ad, right? And that print ad costs you $300. You have no clue how many people saw that print ad. With something like this, you see exactly who's looking at it because you've seen all these comments and the like. So therefore, you know how many people, how will your money went to.
1: Exactly. That's why I, tra- I run into uh, frustrations when I'm trying to sell sponsorships for my podcast. You know, and I'm like, yeah, you could go spend a whole bunch of money. You know, let's say, you know. Budweiser, for instance, spending millions and millions of dollars uh, on the Super Bowl ads or whatever, right? But how, how much are you gaining from that? You know, if you come to a very specific audience of bartenders that listen to a bartending podcast, they're they're interested in learning more about your whiskey or whatever yeah. it is, and it's a you know it's a, it's niche marketing, right?
0: Yeah, niche marketing. Yep, that's what you got to do. I mean, realistically, with TV, um, you can target your audience on television. You could target. You could you target anything now these I mean, uh, like if you do, and people like, depending on where you are, I know TV in New York is cheaper than people think. Uh, people think commercials are really expensive. They might be cost a couple bucks to make, but if you just reach out to your local cable provider, you'll find that TV is competing with the internet so much that they're giving ads out for Like, uh, I know I did a quote the other day for somebody, and thirty second ads were like for twenty twenty five dollars for twenty second ad for thirty second ad. What? <laughs> yeah. You can get on TV. Yeah, I'm not kidding. So depending on the stations and stuff and time, but you can get you can get like 30-second commercials for between 20 and 30 dollars. Hmm. Um, you know, you got to have, you know, a nice budget to spend out to put out there, but you know, you have to push it, you know, push find where you, your audience want, where your audience going to be and target that audience. For instance, I'm going to just uh, if I was selling Greek yogurt, all right? My demographics probably going to be more of a woman and i'm going to shoot for real housewives american hmm. tv you know what i'm saying if right. you're watching the spike channel and you want to target your your so you got a sports bar and you want to you know you want you know young men or, to come into there and stuff like that i'll target spike darn bar bar rescue yeah mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know targeting your demographics with
1: that well cool this has been a great conversation i learned i learned a lot anything <laughs> else you could uh Anything else you could share with uh, you know if it is, if it is just a small bar that you know just doesn't have budget for this kind of stuff like what what can they do better on their own? They they need
0: to have just keep you have to just like you have to open up and put money in your drawer every morning. You have to make a schedule for your uh, social media and make sure everything's on point and build a build a calendar for yourself. Look, I mean, it's so easy. I mean, there's so many national food days. I'm looking at my calendar right now on. The, on the 30th of this month is Hot Chicken Day. On the 22nd of this month is uh, Whiskey Day. On the 25th of this month is Waffle Day. On the 23rd is Chips and dips Day. All this stuff is out there for you to take. What you gotta do is look online, find a food day that works for you. And if there's no, so if you got nothing going on on the 30th, Friday the 30th, do a Hot Chicken Special and start promoting it. You know, so make your calendars and stick to your calendars and make sure your staff knows what's going on in the store. You know, that, that's, I mean, the calendar is the easiest, simple thing that you could do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and you can actually schedule this stuff. Uh, you know, you can sit down one day a week and schedule out or, you know, yeah. a month even.
0: Yeah. So you can get Hootsuite and that's a scheduling, uh, social media scheduler and you can just schedule everything in there and just do that. It'll take you, you know, if you, you don't have really to do a post every day, if you don't have the time, post every other day, two days or something like that. And you can do that yourself. But build a calendar for your business and make sure you know what's coming up for the holidays. Don't be the guy that knows that, uh, you know, Seco de Mayo is tomorrow. And now you, oh, we're going to do margarita specials and you're going to put it out at nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, plan it out. That's that's the simplest thing you can do by yourself It's to plan your calendar out. And make sure that you know what's going on in your store for what's coming up. So your customers know.
1: That's awesome. That's great information. Well, thanks so much, man. It was great, great to meet you. We we uh, we met. You, you posted on um, in a Facebook group called Bar and Restaurant Industry Pros. So anybody uh, sure. looking for a uh, there's some some pretty uh, pretty good information on there. People are making good suggestions yeah. on that on that group. So that's worth checking out. And uh, yeah, it was great yeah, to meet you, you man. For My pleasure. What if people want to uh, find out more about you? Where, where can they find you?
0: They can find me at union dot com, and basically you can go to my Facebook page, Union Square Advertising, and uh, that's it. Yeah. Union Square, I mean, all over Union Square Advertising. So great. we do like we said uh, restaurant and uh, you know, brand marketing.
1: Thank you so much, man. Cheers. That it's was great. I'll talk to you soon. All right, I appreciate your time, bro. Yeah. Great conversation there. We're going to try to get Michael back on the show real soon. And we're going to try to talk uh, more about uh, Yelp. We brought it up there. Uh, and Michael had some great points. There's a, there's a guy named Matt Heyman, who uh, he's out of England, out of the UK. And we're going to try to get him on for next week's show. I haven't gotten confirmation yet, uh, back yet, but it looks like uh, we should have that for you next week. I hope you're subscribed so you get all the brand new shows as soon as, as, soon as they become available. If you have any questions about how to subscribe, go to bartenderjourney.net slash subscribe. Hey, speaking of uh, social media, I've been uh, looking at ways, I've been doing a a little bit of research on figuring out how to get more Instagram followers, which uh, I think is every, something everybody wants these days, right? So uh, I know I do. I really <laughs> would want to build up that uh, Instagram account. So if you're not following uh, Bartender Journey on Instagram, please take one second and go do that. That's actually one of the tips that I found here is to pr- promote your Instagram account on other social media accounts and profiles, like a podcast maybe. <laughs> uh, tell people what they can expect once they're once they're following you, like behind-the-scenes photos, sneak peeks, c- coupons, Etc. That's a good idea. Coupons uh, for bars. Uh, you know, free appetizer with a drink or whatever on Instagram. That's a great idea for a bar. Um, one of the tips here: use hashtags that are known to increase followers, like uh, you know, FF Follow Friday. But you know, if you look um, at, for instance, cocktails and cocktail, those two hashtags, cocktails has like five times more or something or three times more, um, more posts. So as uh, that people are searching for that more, I guess, and more and clicking on it more. And the same with bartender and bartenders. So, uh, you know, look for the, look for the hashtags that get a lot of traffic and use those. This article here, uh, it's from Forbes like hundreds of random pictures from people in your target audience audience. Um, somebody from the, uh, somebody did a study on this and he says for every 100 likes he did of, random pictures he received 6.1 more followers i think that's a uh that's a easy and um certainly free way to to get more followers speaking of free i mean these are all free because what you don't want to do is go pay for fake followers that's ridiculous you really want real real followers hold a contest on instagram uh that's uh that's something that can work um Promote your Instagram account on... Oh, we talked about that one already. Like and comment on other users' photos. This is the most natural way to gain new followers. That's a good idea. And um, also, it says later, um, asking questions on other people's... uh, uh, What do you call it? Feed, right? (laughs) Or uh, on other people's posts, I guess, is a great way to uh, increase engagement. Use the Mayfair filter? I don't know what that means. Uh... Make sure your bio is complete. That's important. Include relevant keywords and hashtags, and a link back to your site. That's the only place uh, currently you can put a link in Instagram. Is in your in your um, bio, which which kind of stinks. You'd love to uh, be able to put a to put a. Uh, link in a post, but it's not possible at the moment. And above all, don't be spammy. This is a guarantee that no one who reads your profile will follow you. (laughs) They say post on Sunday. Sunday sees the fewest images posted, so posting then may give your images more visibility. That sounds uh. Uh, Kind of a long shot, but okay. (laughs) So I think um, liking other people's photos and uh, posting comments and and especially questions are some of the the best ways to do that. So I'm going to try to do that. But I'm also going to ask you to please go follow Bartender Journey on Instagram if you have not already. I appreciate it. Thanks. Another way you can help out, if this show's helped you out, entertained you, informed you, please consider supporting Bartender Journey with a small monthly pledge to our Patreon campaign. You can uh, find more information about that at bartenderjourney.net slash Patreon. And, uh, you know, for the cost of a draft beer once a month, uh, you can uh, help keep this show going. We'd really appreciate it. All right, here's our toast. Here is a toast to all the toasts. As toasted they should be. Given by paupers, kings, and hosts with much felicity. Cheers. We'll see you next time on the Bartender Journey Podcast. As we approach the 21st century, a new means of communication is emerging. This technology uses computer networks to link people on every continent. If we are destined to live in a global village, one day we will all be connected to the internet.